Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, who, as we all know, are the world's greatest football team. Uh, sadly, though, we didn't look the part at Spurs with a 2-1 loss. We'll talk about that in a moment. Plus, Frankie cranks up the heat with today's spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that sizzling question, it's time I check in on him. Frankie, how have you been? Had an interesting week. I went to the cinema for the first time in about 50 years uh, (laughs) yesterday, which was a nice feeling being around, you know, other human beings, feeling a sense of normality, perhaps returning gradually to this world and uh, went to see The Green Knight. Very weird film. bit slow pay i mean is this a is this a movie podcast I, I can't <laughs> it could it could be i mean i'm trying to think of like villa movie thing i mean maybe uh stan collymore was in basic instinct 2 which few people really? know yeah i think he dies really early on sorry for the <laughs> spoiler yeah him and sharon <laughs> wow. stone in a car together but uh but yeah um uh, it's saw the green night bit surreal bit different uh, i i loved it i can imagine a lot of people not liking the, mm. the style of it but it got did it for me um I didn't really want to go see Bond. I, I'm sorry. This could be the most controversial thing since the last spicy question on this show, but <laughs> I just, I, I can't do Bond. I can't do it. Am I, am I am I alone in that? No, I don't think so. I think I think Bond is probably a bit of a Marmite figure um, to many. I, I suppose it's one of those things where if you, if you like kind of like, I don't know, classic kind of action films and, and Bond obviously carries so much history behind it that people are really drawn to it as a cinematic experience but then equally I don't know I guess they all kind of follow with the same <laughs> the same kind of grips I mean every every everyone sort of follows the same the same kind of spiel doesn't it um so I can understand why people might not like it so much but it does it does feel like it's the, literally the only film that exists at the moment that's all I hear anybody talking about and it's when it, when it, talking about you know the cinema at the moment so um yeah, you probably are the only person in 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 the universe at the moment who's not going to go see James Bond. Well, I'd um, rather watch Bases Instinct Two, to be honest with you. <laughs> Actually, so do I. Now that I know Stan Collymore's in it, Stan the man. But um, no, I've been um, yeah, I've been okay. I've been all right. I uh, I was out for a walk uh, early this afternoon, uh, taking the little one out, uh, and it was absolutely chucking it down, biblical style rain, just teeming down on me from the heavens, and um. You know, all the roads were clogged up with with you know massive puddles, and 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 it was on a long stretch of road, and I was looking ahead, and there was this big you know ma- huge puddle at the far end of the of the street, and there were no cars coming. I thought, you know what, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to walk past this puddle, and now there's going to be some HTV lorry, <laughs> the, the only one in existence at the moment, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, driving past and <laughs> the one, the one that exists, covering <laughs> fuel, um, and it's going to be you know trundling past, and it's going to coat me in in just this disgusting rainwater and and so it was i walked past and it was this kind of like yeah this kind of um <laughs> this sort of land rover decided to go at the same time and cover me so um that was that was a, a, a you know not a not a good part of the day I imagine your baby looking up at you like seriously dad seriously such a loser dad he's such a loser well he was fine he, he had the, he had the <laughs> rain cover and everything he was dry as a bone it was me that was soaked to the he's to the core yeah so that so that wasn't great and then on top of that obviously i was i was soaked internally by the by the uh, the 2 1 loss um yeah. against against spurs we had such high hopes last week right. frankie we said we said it was going to be we said ollie watkins was going to score we said it was yeah. going to be 2 1 but unfortunately it was uh, to the other to the other side it was spurs that that won out what, what did you what did you make of the game 
first half we were absolutely abysmal to be honest it was it was a really surprisingly bad performance first half every single time we got into the spurs half it would be a sloppy touch a bad pass um looking up and not seeing options just really basic stuff we got wrong and you know, I'm seeing a lot of talk about the formation and I'll get into that in more detail soon, I guess. But um, I just think really, it wasn't really the formation first half to me. It was just playing badly. Everyone did. Um, just looked kind of half asleep. And, you know, if you're going to be half asleep with, and a player like Son is on form, then you're going to be punished. And, and we were. Um, second half was much better. I mean, I mean, first off, actually, I took one note. Our passing accuracy was 65% to Spurs' 85%. Mm. So I think that pretty much sums up um, our first half, really. But second half, uh, quite a bit better. Great goal. Um, really well worked between quite a few of them. Ollie Watkins starting it off. Jacob Ramsey's involvement. Danny Ing's target. You know, so, you know, there's a lot to like about that goal. And we did look threatening, you know, around that time. Um, Buendia coming on for Ramsey seemed like the right move. But then we, when we brought Traore on, we changed to the 4-3-3. And it didn't really happen for us, I didn't think, in that last 10 minutes. It didn't really do anything, which is a shame. I think you'd want to go for it. Um, but, mm. you know, Spurs equalised when we were in that 3-5-2. Now, we did say last week that when we watched Man United, one of the things we did notice is that when you beat the Villa Press... There's quite a bit of space for the attackers to run into at our three-man defence. And Mason Greenwood's the player who had a bit of space last week. This week, it was Son. And I think we saw the consequence of that when they broke through for the second goal. Son yeah. running through. Beat Hawes, getting the ball across and target own goal. Um, but that's probably the risk you're going to have with the 3-5-2. Personally, mm. I like the formation. I think we've got some good results out, really good results out of it. I think we did look dangerous for parts of the second half today. I still think we're learning it. I still think there's going to be bad results with it. But um, it's not something to just suddenly give up on at all. Um, no. I just think today was a bad, just players didn't really turn up. Um, I think that was the, the main issue today. Yeah. And I think I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? We said... We said Spurs were a wounded animal, and, and and that could have gone that could have gone two ways. Either they could have uh, capitulated, they could have thrown in the towel. Particularly when Watkins scored the equaliser, I was thinking, well, okay, here we go. Let's see how the Spurs fans respond. Let's see how the players respond. And unfortunately, it was what minutes after after our equaliser that they go go on and, and score that second goal, um, as you described, kind of. Beating our our system, our wing backs um, really pushed high up. Obviously, because I think we were probably looking to capitalise on our equaliser, try and score the second, weren't we? Um, and um, and they took advantage of that. I I I do completely agree that um, that it, it, I saw a lot of people on Twitter um, saying that the formation didn't work. Okay, yeah, today perhaps it it, it didn't, and the likes of Son and Mura really exploited it. But we 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 put in some excellent performances with it. Um, in the weeks prior to it, and I think today is just a, like a bad day at the office. Mm. Um, Spurs were obviously under pressure to kind of like get a result off the back of three defeats, and um, you know they they approached the game uh, with that in mind, knowing that they had to they had to go and get a result, and they were they were kind of really positive. Um, I think I think they had a bit of a shaky start the first five minutes. I thought we were really really impressive, and then and then they kind of slowly grew into the game and they started to turn the screw. And I thought. Um, you know, but by the by the uh, you know, I don't think we could wait for half time to come quick enough. By the end, I thought they were really quite uh, imperious towards the end of the first half, and then 
second half yeah we we were a little bit better again started the second half quite well you know got got the equalizer but it was a bit it was a bit 50-50 really you know we had some half decent chances they had some good chances but ultimately on the balance of it i do think spurs deserve to deserve to get the three points and you're absolutely right i think there was no unfortunately there was no one on on, on the villa side that um that um stood up and uh, and kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck there were lots of um you know <laughs> five six out of ten performances really yeah. from, from from everybody yeah. um which is a which is a shame a positive great to see ollie watkins get off the mark this season yeah. um really really good I, we said that as i mentioned last week one of you know he obviously scored last time we were at the tottenham the imaginatively named tottenham hotspur stadium <laughs> which sounds like something straight out of pro evo <laughs> um but uh yeah it was good to see obviously him score that will do him a, 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 a him a, a great deal of um great deal of confidence you know Danny Ings snatched a couple of chances it was unfortunate yeah. you know he wasn't able to get on the score sheet because he Should did have, have those opportunities yeah and he's got a good record against Spurs as well so and that's the thing like if he'd taken the chance that Target put over to him yeah and he volleyed it in we'd yeah. all be sitting here singing the praises yeah. of 3-5-2 again exactly. you know it's like it, it just to me seems a little bit too um reactionary to say it doesn't work I, look yes there are weaknesses to it there's weaknesses to every formation and we were exposed for the second goal i think that probably is a formation thing with some but yeah um i just feel like you know there was a period in the second half we did look really dangerous um yeah and i did like i do like seeing target and cash get further forward it's a it's going to be a bit of a divisive issue i think if results continue to sort of fluctuate quite a bit but i don't know i th- i'd I, I'm not too fussed about the formation today, really. I just think it was didn't take our chances, and well, oh, we just weren't really at it, to be honest. As you said, six the, out of tens. The thing is, it, it, it always stings more in the in the sort of minutes and immediate hours after a match, doesn't it? Because you're mm. still kind of you know a bit bitter that we haven't got the three points and, and everything else, and and yeah, that is obviously the the immediate feeling you have after feet. You're always a bit gutted because you know you, you've just lost a game. But I always find in kind of like, you know, the, the, the following hours and days when you when you reflect on a match and you think, OK, well, you know what? It's, it's, it is very, very cliche, but it's, it's a, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And there are going to be results like today where where it just doesn't go for us for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. And, and we've got the international break coming up, which, you know, maybe comes at a good time for us to ha- kind of like take stock of the formation and see how it's working and um you know, we do, we do. I do think that was a game where we could have done with the likes of Leon Bailey yeah, to come to come in and 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 have that kind of you know that kind of X factor, that explosiveness that he has, obviously that we saw against Everton. Bit of pace, bit of guile. Um, it would have kind of given the team a big boost to see him come on the pitch um, because you know he changed the game at Everton, which was which was kind of heading a similar sort of way, really. Um, so he would have been a, a real difference maker, I think. Um, so it's just one of those things. He wasn't available. He wasn't available to, to kind of make the difference. And so that, that was the kind of the way it, that worked out. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like trust the, trust the project. We, we said at the start of the season that kind of, you know, patience. if we can improve patience. Yeah. You yeah. know, mid table is perhaps what we're aiming again for this season. Just build, just keep building. You know, we're still, we're still, I know it's, it's it's a fact you know we're still a relatively new team in the premier league after spending you know a few seasons in the championship so let's just let's just kind of you know baby steps we're not we're you mm-hmm. know we'd, i'd love to challenge for europe this season and i think we we can do potentially if, yeah. if 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 you know we keep um if we keep on top of fitness uh fitness issues and and, and whatnot um we have to we have we'd have the players and the ability but you know 
if, if, if it doesn't come, I wouldn't worry about it. I just think it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a slow project. We've got to build towards it. And the thing to remember as well is, you know, like it is Spurs away. Like Spurs are, yeah, yeah, exactly, are a good yeah. side, yeah. Um, despite the fact they've been, they've had terrible recent results like the last couple of games. But, you know, I watched their Arsenal game and their, the problem was their midfield was non-existent. Today it was existent. Um, Deli Alley was dropped. Good um, for them, I think, because... I said last yeah. week, you know, I just don't know what he's offering at the moment. No. Oliver Skip was a much more kind of physical presence in there alongside Hoiberg. Yeah, they look better with those two. Absolutely. Yeah, spent. more assured, I thought. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that Emerson Royal played well for them at right back as yeah. well. He came in, um, gave Target quite a hard day out, I thought. Um, if I was to say who played well for Villa, I think um, Esri Konza, um Cool customer, isn't he? He's a brilliant player, and we're going to talk more yeah. about him in the spicy question. Yeah. And, you know, I saw a couple of people saying Douglas Louise didn't do that well. I thought Douglas Louise was by far I, one I, of our better it, players. It, it was, it was, I think with Louise, it was more, um, and this is a point actually to, 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 to mention set pieces, very, very poor today, considering how, how well we've been doing from set pieces um, yeah. so far this season. It, it felt like a return to the bad old days of <laughs> last season, really. And, and he was obviously on set piece duty in the first half. And I think second half, Matt Target started taking them because clearly, you know, it wasn't really working for him for, for Luis, which is a shame. But um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it, in possession, in play, I thought Luis was, was fine. Again, for me, probably no more than a six out of 10, but you know, it was yeah for me there was no one that really starred. I thought Louise was one of our better players. They say yeah the set pieces thing did well. I think Tottenham defended set pieces well. They defended a lot of caches to long throw as well as well. And they, you know they got quite a couple of big units there to defend it. But yeah, I thought Louise on the ball looked really good at in periods today. It was in the last ten minutes when we went to the four three three that he looked uncomfortable, and that's probably because when you've been playing one formation for eighty minutes and you have to suddenly shift suddenly your, the, your passing options are different and it can take a little while to get used to. And we just couldn't, well, we didn't really do that in the last this, 10. So that's, well, yeah. well, this is, this is, that's, that's another point then I suppose is, is I've seen a lot of people already talk about how late the, the substitutions were, how late the change of formation came, given how sort of poorly we kind of ended the first half that maybe we should have changed things up slightly earlier in the, in the second. Do you, do you think that that was something that we should have done to obviously give, Players like um, Luis a, a chance to kind of change that formation and and try and try and build on it with with more time. I don't know if the formation needed to be changed earlier. I, I I thought, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Dean Smith will reflect on it and think maybe you should have done. Um, and I think it's a fair argument to say it should have been. But I and I I did think when I was saying a lot in the at the start of the second half we were playing better, but it felt like we were still not quite clicking. And I thought Buendia perhaps should have come on a bit earlier. But then having said that, Jacob Ramsey was heavily involved for our goal because um, he seemed the natural replacement. He was on a yellow as well for Buendia. So um, I think Buendia is an interesting one because we're still not seeing the best of him yet at Villa. Um, just needs a few starts, a few games. There's clearly a player there. Um, he's mm. done all right in a few games. But, um, you know, that'll come for him. Um, but as you said earlier, you know, I guess if we're going to take positives, you know, look, Two years ago, we got battered 3-1 there by Spurs. Um, what a team we are now that we, we've grown so much that we uh, are coming away disappointed that we didn't get anything from Spurs today. Son mm. was absolutely fantastic. He's one of the best players mm. in the world. And, you know, there's not a team in, in the universe who's not going to have problems marking him. And I think, you know, take our positives. We've had some good recent results. We're going into the uh, international break now. 
there's things to learn. Dean Smith will look at it, work it out. And we've got Leon Bailey coming back as well. So, um, you know, onwards and upwards, it's just it's just part of our development. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. It's a moment to add a little bit of spice to this show. Throw in some very hot flavors as we cover the controversial questions or get the creative juices flowing in the spicy question. Now today, George, I'm asking you about a topic that's got Villa fans very riled up, including myself, recently. Should the mighty Esri the Rock concert get picked for England? Well, I mean, considering you've called him Esri, sorry, Mighty Esri the Rock Concert, um, <laughs> it makes it makes him sound like some sort of superhero that inevitably should be called up for his national side. I mean, obviously, I watch him week in, week out the same way you do. And I think he's an absolute, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, he's an excellent, excellent player. And I think as well, it's, you know, in the change of formation that we brought in this season, He's starting to find his feet in it. You know, he's he's uh, he he played very very well uh, in a back four last season. I thought you know he put in some phenomenal performances and in, in and was part of that um, incredible defensive unit that we had and 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 had so many clean sheets and and so far again defensively we've been excellent with with him in the back in the back five now. Um, and it, it's always you know I I, I kind of. I look at I look now at the England squad when it's announced with a lot of anticipation because we've got so many good England players in, in the Villa side and I'm always intrigued as to whether oh you know will this be the week you know the the the, the week where where um, Ponce is called up Mings is called mm. up uh, Watkins is called up even Target perhaps could be called up and uh, you know obviously we've seen Watkins and Mings are called up again which is great you know it's great for the club to see players in the England uh, side but yeah I mean in a in a in a uh, a position of the pitch where England are struggling really at the moment in terms of centre-backs. We don't really have that many world-class centre-backs. I mean, arguably we don't have any world-class centre-backs. We've got a lot of good ones, but not not world-class. It's strange that Consa has been so overlooked for so long in a well-performing Villa side. He plays alongside Tyrone Mings, who has been called up numerous times. Why is it that he's being overlooked? And, and it's, and it's, and now we're playing in a formation, a back, a back five, that Southgate plays himself uh, as England manager. And again, it's it, it, he, he's seen Villa play. Southgate has been watching, you know, Villa performances this season where we've where we've won games. I think he was at the United game at Old Trafford, was he? I think maybe he was there. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, clean sheet again from Conser um, at Old Trafford. And uh, yeah, omitted. It's a, it's a head scratcher. In, in the same way that when we had Grealish and Grealish was omitted from the squad for so long, a lot of Villa fans were thinking, "What what is going on?" I do kind of feel that way about concert. Mm. I don't understand. It's got shades of that, doesn't it? It does. And, and and with Grealish, you could you you could look at that area of the pitch with England and think, "Okay, well we've got Sancho, we've got Rashford, we've got Greenwood, we've got Lingard, we've got you know." There's lots of players in 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 Grealish's position that that have been called up ahead of him and you can say okay yeah. well they play for this club and they've been this you know they're in excellent form they're scoring goals whatever as i said center back who, who's there connor cody and yeah 
And, yeah. uh, and who, who was else? apparently not in very good form either. No, yeah, and he's he's obviously got a call up. Uh, you know, Maguire, as uh, Ian Barber said in the rivalries uh, show you did, um, Varane coming in has shown up what a, <laughs> you know, Maguire isn't to Varane's standard is basically what Ian was saying. So it's kind of, it's, it did imply that, yeah. Yeah, so so it's kind of like, it's clearly, as I, as I mentioned, a position where we don't have a lot of excellent players. And Conser is one of them. Conser mm. is an Englishman. He's in great form, has been for months. So I do not understand why he's not he's not even had an opportunity to 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 see what he can do at international level. It, it's it's a real it's a real head scratcher for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know obviously you're a massive fan of concert, so I, I assume it's the same for you. Oh yeah, the Rock. Um, there's a reason I call him the Rock. It's because he just is. He's just he's just there, and you can't get past him. I think he's only been dribbled past once this season, uh, last week at United. And when does he ever make a mistake, really? Ever? Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, equally as adept in a three, a four. He can play at right back, and that you know I don't watch Everton and Arsenal slash Brighton every week, so I don't know a huge amount about Ben Godfrey and. Um, Ben White, who've both been selected for England over him, but I can tell you this, I bet they're not as good as every concert. Yeah. Um, just nowhere. He's just the most surefire thing, you know, if I'm a top, you know, Champions League club and I want to win the Champions League and I look around, I think, you know, where do I improve in central defence? Ezri Concer's a man that I'd be looking at and think he's someone who could step up because he just obviously can. So, and, you know, today against Spurs... There was one moment where he was in a really awkward spot um, and it was sort of, did he head it back to Martinez? But if he did, Kane would probably get to it ahead of Martinez. If he turned backwards, he'd probably run straight into Son and the ball was bouncing really awkwardly. And he just, like the way he shifted his body, took the ball down and then just moved, like one quick move to his left and suddenly opened up space and had a player to pass to. That is mm. absolutely, it was absolutely so, it's not going to be in a highlights package. It's not going to be like, you know, um, a moment that everyone talks about as the greatest piece of defending you've ever seen. But it was a moment where you're like, the, how intelligent he is. And he's seeing different things in his head at, all at once and knowing how to get out of the danger. And he does it constantly. He's always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And, yeah. you know, like I very rarely see him make mistakes. I mean, he, oh, I mean, very rarely. Um, so just for his versatility alone, I think he should be playing who picked for England, obviously. But, you know, something I'd ask you as well, I put this question out on Twitter the other week and a few people said, actually, I don't want him to get picked for England because look what happened with Grealish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, would you would you fear that? Yeah, I, I would possibly. But what that would do is is um, inflate his his value. So if a, if a, if a team does come in for him, they'd have to pay an absolute fortune to get him. Which, as we, as we've kind of seen with Grealish, is 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 not necessarily a a terrible thing. If someone comes in with with huge amounts of money for one of our best players, then we can just carry on what we've been doing, which is strengthening the squad, which is what we kind of ultimately do need to do. Mm. Um, you know, particularly if you want a team that's that we want to compete for for Europe, you've got to have a, a strong squad and we're still building, aren't we? So I'd I'd be loath to lose him, obviously. I'd oh, hate to lose completely, him. Completely, yeah. Um but you know, sometimes that is the nature of football. And um and if we can get a serious amount of money for him because he's he he has that England cap under his belt or caps, then um maybe that's maybe that's the way maybe that's the way it goes. But um 
you were saying about positioning. I think I think his, you're right. His positioning is such a strength for him. And for someone who's only 20, I think he's 23, 23, 23 years yeah. old. And he has, you know, that level of, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's a horrible cliche, but kind of like a, that kind of football brain to kind of understand where the ball's going to be and to be in the right position, I think is a, is a hallmark of a really, really good defender. John John Terry was obviously, as a, as a coach, Esri Concert probably learned a lot from him. Mm. Terry was never like the fastest. He didn't have those kind of attributes. But obviously everyone talks about Terry's positioning as being kind of, bang on he always was yeah. used to be in the best positions to get the ball away and just and just be a good defender uh, at a kind of a fundamental level he he has that in spades for someone who's so young it's just frightening what kind of what he could what he could be you know you mm. know he could grow into a to an absolutely you know potentially a, a world-class player yeah. um we've obviously seen um matt cash as a player who's been in form obviously english born but has uh you know, can play for Poland through, I think, his, his mum's side, his mum's half Polish, I think. And and he's been strongly linked with the call-up to to Poland. I know that Esri Concer hmm. uh, is also eligible for Portuguese citizenship. Yeah. I'd be intrigued to see him called up for Portugal. If he's if he's still brilliant. if he's still left out, if he's left out for um for England, why not? I think that'd yeah. be a fantastic opportunity for him to to get it into the into the Portuguese squad. And if I if I was the Portuguese international manager, you're looking at your kind of the likes of Jose Font and Pepe all kind of getting on a bit and retiring, yeah. and you're thinking who can who can come in and you know play at centre centre back for us. I mean, I'd be I'd be scrambling yeah. on the phone to get. Concert, I, I, to, I agree. Considering that, I mean, Portugal always have a really high quality squads. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my goodness, like I would be going straight for concert if I was Portugal. I'd be like, I mean, maybe they have behind the scenes reached out mm. to him to see if it's something he'd be interested in. He's certainly good enough, I think. Uh, I mean, even, you know, when you watch the bat three today, you watch Mings, uh, Hawes and Concert. And I think all three of them were, were good today, but Concert's just a level above, I think. I think whenever he's on the ball, I never feel worried. Never, no. never think he's going to make a mistake and by and large never does. So, I mean, I'll tell you what, he'd sort out James Bond. <laughs> Bond wouldn't get past Esri Concert, would he? Uh, no, no, I don't I. think so. I don't no. think so. I mean, he would be a good. He would be a good. He would be a good James Bond. I think he's got that kind of cool, just cool head on his shoulders, kind of shaken, not stirred, <laughs> pure like, just just cool, isn't he? Yeah, cool yeah, customer. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get past Concer if he was a if he was an MI five, would you? Bond's no trying chance. to break into some top secret Soviet base in some eighties, you know, Bond. Golden Eye, whatever. Mm. Ezra Concer's on guard. He ain't getting past him. He ain't getting past him. <laughs> Just go home. No chance. Ben Godfrey and Ben White let him strike past. <laughs> They'd be easily distracted. They'd be like looking off somewhere else. Ezra Concer knows his eyes on the prize. He knows what he's looking out for. Yeah, he's he's ice cold. He's a, he's a cool but customer for sure. Does does Southgate have a problem with Villa? I don't think. I would not say he does. I think it's easy to believe mm. so. Um, but I. I'm reluctant to believe he would have an issue with Villa. I just think it's just a little bit too conspiratorial. For yeah, it, it is a bit conspiratorial. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I just think it's one of those things where, like, I mean, cl- clearly he has his favourites, doesn't he, in terms of yes. players that he selects. I think that who aren't true, necessarily, yeah. you know, on form for their club, but you know, he he relies on them at international level. Hence, why Cody, I think, is called up because he probably looks at Cody as someone who's good for the squad. He's like mm-hmm. a good character. I think characters are really important to um, 
to Southgate, he likes to kind of foster a club mentality at national level. Mm. And players like Cody, I think they're, they're, you know, you can tell from like the, the kind of England social media videos that he's always, he's kind of like, you know, a good character to have around. He's always yeah. the one who's cracking the jokes. And so, yeah. I mean, as soon as we'll he pulls see. on the England shirt, we all know what's happening, don't we? <laughs> the rumour mill starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know. I, I can. Yeah, it's 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 a tale as old as time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, he does. He deserves it. Whether we come to regret that um, remains to be seen. I guess. That was our spicy question, and neither me nor George can really understand why the great Esri the Rock concert isn't yet getting picked for England. That day must surely come. If you have an opinion on that or you would rather see him not picked for England, you can let us know by emailing us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which comes in two weeks after the international break. It's Wolves at Villa Park, a, a bit of a derby, that one. How do you think that's going to go, Frankie? Uh, it's been a very, very cagey game, hasn't it, since we've come back into the Premier League with yeah, Wolves. Very, very tight. Um, it was a nil-nil last time we played them at Villa Park. Um, I think it'll probably be a very similar fixture again. Um, very tight, very cagey. Uh, they had a bad start to the season, a couple of losses, even though they were actually playing well. But in recent weeks, it looks like they've slowly got their act together. Um, they beat Watford 2-0 away. Uh, they then lost 2-0 at home to Brentford. But then they went away to Southampton and won 1-0. And they've just beaten Newcastle 2-1. So the last two away fixtures, they've got the results they needed. Although Southampton and Watford aren't two informed teams, you'd argue. Uh, they're playing a 3-4-3, it looks like. I think if we were to think where were our issues with 3-5-2 today that we played, yes, Son had a bit of space as Mason Greenwood did for United. So if you've got an Adama Traore, for instance, who gets in behind, that could be very problematic. Um, so that's probably where we could have a few issues if they beat our press. Adama Traore or Trincao and I think Huang, who they've got on loan from RB Leipzig. He's scored a couple of goals recently. Yeah, he looks um, quite dangerous, doesn't he? And yeah. Jimenez as well. Raul Jimenez, I think he's a really fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's somebody that could cause a few issues. So I, I wouldn't abandon the 3-5-2 for it. I think I'd keep it up, particularly if Leon Bailey turns out to be fit. It'd just be a battle then in the middle with Ruben Neves and João Martinho, most likely. I wouldn't give up on it the 3-4-3 might see the both sides cancel each other out ultimately because of it yeah i i i suspect smith might stick with the 3-5-2 for that game um i say that would be totally wrong now you end up going to 4-3-3 and i get you know in fairness i could see why you do that um but yeah wouldn't give up on the 3-5-2 just yet uh i think likely a very tight game um with the possibility that Adama Traore could cause us or you know with his pace or uh, a Trincao or someone like that could cause us quite a few problems um, if they get too much space so we're going to have to be extremely wary of that um, but no I'm still confident still feeling good about where Villa are and also wouldn't be surprised if Axel Twanzebe comes back in for Courtney Hawes in the back three if we play a three. 
I I think I think you know D- Dean Smith isn't isn't anyone who will be pressing the panic you know stations button any any time soon, despite today's um, defeat. I think he'll stick with the three five two. I think um, it seems to be a formation that he's he's kind of he seems quite happy with. And as we were saying before, it's it's brought us some really good positive results. We saw its limitations today, sure, but that's something that you know we can we can try and work on and, and iron out in in training. I think so far this season the positives of it have outweighed the negatives. We'll see how it does. You know, if we do stick with the three five two, let's see how we perform against Wolves. Let's see how we perform against the likes of, as you say, Triore, who could who could be someone who could profit um, at that formation's expense, given his pace and ability to get behind defenders. And as you say, if, if once teams if teams break that Villa press, which we 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 are trying to adopt, then then we do look a little bit um, uncomfortable. I think Twanzebe will come in for for Hawes. I know he, he he's done really well, obviously, since he came in, got that goal at United, and did so well at Chelsea in the um, in the League Cup. Uh, but I think ultimately, Twanzebe is is Smith's preferred third defender in that back three, and and be interesting to see whether um, Buendia could come in to yeah, uh, replace Ramsey. I th- I think you know I don't think Ramsey played badly at all today. I, I just think we have to manage him given his age it's difficult I, I do think we've got to take our time with with the kids that are coming through and so we've got to give Buendia a run haven't we and we've got to give we paid so much money for him we've yeah. got to give Buendia a run and and maybe introducing Buendia will will cause us to change formation but I don't think I don't think so I think Buendia could come in into that midfield three um and and do and do a, and do a decent job there we, we've seen in pre-season some of the goals he set up for Ollie Watkins I think there was one against uh Warsaw where he was a bit more kind of when he was sort of playing in a deeper position rather than a, than a 10 and he was playing these amazing balls through to Watkins. I know it's preseason, but you can't yeah. read too much into that. But uh, he definitely, definitely has the ability to play those kind of defence-spitting passes from a, from a deeper position rather than a 10. So he could, he could maybe come in for Ramsey. That could be quite an interesting uh, 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 proposition for us. Um, looking at Wolves, as you say, it looks like they're kind of, they're finding their feet a little bit. Obviously, we were on the receiving end of their uh, their former boss today, um, but yeah. um, you know, the, 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 you know, they've got a, they've got a new manager now, and and a couple of new players. Jimenez is has come in. I mean, he's he's a real talisman for them, and and he's a brilliant. He's a brilliant he had a, yeah. absolutely horrendous yeah. injury last season. Um, you know, jeopardized his career really, fracturing mm. a skull like that. But he's 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 come back in, and he's got a got a goal, and he's got I think he got an assist yesterday. Yeah. Um, so. You know he's a player that's 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 playing himself back into a bit of form, and he, he's he's an exceptionally good player. You know, yeah. on on his day, he's top four level striker. I think. Yeah, he is definitely. I agree. Um, so uh, so he's gonna that's gonna be a, a problem. But you know, I we think... are at home as well, so we've got we've got yeah. obviously the home support, which is going to be massive in a in a bit of a derby. So yeah, we again, yeah, we, obviously it's difficult in the immediacy of a defeat to kind of think, oh, you know. <laughs> the dark clouds of uh, yeah. activity are swirling around our heads, and we it's think a more you know, familiar it's gonna... feeling. It's more comfortable it is, than yeah. our confidence it, last time, isn't it? Yeah. it? It is definitely for sure, for sure. I but what I would I what I would say is also we haven't played Wolves in the Premier League with with fans in the stadium. True, which is mad. We played them twice since we got back to the yeah. Premier League, and we haven't had fans. So this is the first time we've had a proper derby, really, with uh, Villa fans in the stadium. Good point. Yeah, so that that could that could um, that could play into our favour. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 one. It's a bit of a coin toss game, I think. Um, I I hopefully we can get over this defeat, as I said, international break to kind of like reset and have a think about what formation we we put out against uh, Wolves. Um, but I think it'll do us good to have a bit of a break and and um, and uh, yeah, it, it could go either way. But I, I would I would if I was I was to guess, I'd say probably a, probably a draw as a as a yeah. I go a conservative. Guess. One all draw, I think. Um, one area to target might be Nelson Semedo, a right back. Um, I don't. It doesn't give me most confidence in the world. I watch him a lot of Barcelona when you know as a, as a def- defensively, it doesn't give me a huge amount of confidence as far as a fan of Wolves. So you know, if Leon Bailey's fit, I'd be intrigued to see Leon Bailey take on Semedo. Counter to that could be then you know if Bailey's attacking more, you know. Would he have an Adama Traore behind him who's got space to run into, which could be an issue? Two weeks will fly by, I'm sure. And oh, then, yeah. And then, bring, and then bring on the Wolves. Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you in two weeks, Frankie. Yes, I will see you in a couple of weeks, George. See you later. Uh, and it's goodbye from me. We'll be back with a special guest episode later this week. Tune in for that. Uh, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. 